Alright, you know, it's another week. Here we go, week nine. Ready to look at look forward to today's matchups. A lot of interesting matchups here today. But obviously we start as usual with our unanimous choices. And there are and there's only there's only two today, unfortunately. It's only two I can find. It's not like last week. The first one is Buffalo. Going to bounce back this week against now Dwayne Haskins and the Washington Deadskins. So that yeah, should be, be an easy win. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I said, we both like Dwayne Haskins in the draft, but unfortunately, you know, this team lacks of, of a lot of talent and, you know, they're not even 100% on board with him. Now, now, we... Ha- we had a debate on what the second one, because we have to have at least two. Here's one thing that you may be surprised and you may disagree totally. The Cleveland Browns, uh, yeah, two and four, a losing team with a losing record, beats Denver down. The Denver Broncos, because one, Denver offense is horrible, and two, Joe Flacco's done. They're starting up. Uh, a guy who nobody's ever heard of, Brandon Allen, whoever the hell he is. You probably never even heard of this guy. But the Cleveland, uh, I, I remember him. He played for Arkansas. He sucks. But, but he hasn't played a game in the NFL, so this is his first start. He's 26, 27, so he's been in the league for a few years. But, yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Unfortunately. Like I said, I, I have that as a unanimous pick. Because even though the Browns are have been inconsistent, they have enough talent to, to, to blow out some teams. And I think today will be that one of one, today will be one of those days. They they bounce back. So that so that's our other unanimous pick. So those are our two unanimous picks. Rather you have you, you flag that as unanimous pick, oh well. Tough, tough, tough. We we, we made our decision. All right, let's start off, and obviously, like I said, we don't want to start off with the worst teams, but that's how we always start this. We go from the best to the uh, from worst to the best. So Miami still searching for that first victory, a division game that they they have a chance. The New York Jets, who are just as bad or awful as they are, with just one com- a combined record, <laughs> combined record. Of one and thirteen going into this matchup. Yeah, man, this one I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, both teams are horrible. Um, Sam Darnold, he came back from his injury or his sickness a couple weeks ago. He tore up Dallas. He's been absolutely horrible ever since. But it's, I think his fortunes are going to start to change this week. He's after, this week and. Basically, from this week through week 14, he has an extremely easy schedule against really bad teams. Um, even with that bad offensive line, he um, he caught a break at the trade deadline because the Jets were asking for way too much for um, Robbie Anderson and Le'Veon Bell even had some rumors. But obviously the Jets thought that they were going to rip teams off, so they, neither of those guys got traded. So Darnold has some weapons to throw to. I think he's going to have a big game this week. I think uh, Robbie Anderson is going to have a big game, and this is the Jets are actually going to win 
it's not going to be a blowout, but it's not really going to be a close game either, I don't think. So, Jets win this one. Final score of of um, 32-20. Well, like I said, this is this is by far the greatest match, the great the great matchup on the roster that blows out everybody else. Not, but really, I mean, even though Miami's horrible in, in every aspect, we know that they do play. They have been playing tough lately. Like this is a team that. Even though they want to lose, they may find a way to win a game before the end of the season. Obviously, the Jets are a team that we didn't expect to do much this year, and they've been horrible. Outside that great game against the Cowboys a few weeks ago, they've done nothing. They've done nothing else. They've done nothing else, and you know today's going to be a tough matchup. It, it, you know. I think the biggest fear the Jets have in this game is keeping Miami around. Because that's one thing a lot of teams better worry about when they play the Dolphins close. If you keep them around, they may actually make a mistake and actually win. And I feel like, you know, this Jets team just, there's something that's not right about them. I mean, Darnold's come back and it really hasn't changed anything. I mean, you had that one great win against Dallas, but really they've done very little They've done very little this year offensively, right? Defensively, they're okay, but they're they're no they're nothing special. So I'm looking at it like this: it's going to come down to the last few moments of the game. You know what? I'm pick. You know what? The, you know what? Fuck it! I'm picking the Dolphins. I'm picking the Dolphins today. They're gonna to, they're gonna upset the the Jets, and the final score, seventeen to sixteen. It's gotta happen one of these days. You know? All right. All right, our next matchup. Obviously, these are two teams that are not where they need to be. I mean, they're in the playoff mix right now in both of their conferences. But we'll see what happens here. Tennessee in in Carolina to take on run CMC with the Panthers. So go ahead with this matchup. Yeah, man, um, Tennessee, they, they, the last two games, they've been starting Ryan Tannehill. They've won both of them. So they've seen a bit of an uptick over the last couple of weeks in their production from the quarterback overall. Um, this is, But this, this is a game here, though. This is about the running backs. Um, Derrick Henry, since, since week 14 of last year, he leads the NFL in rushing with 973 yards. Meanwhile, Christian McCaffrey is, has been an animal this year. He's got, uh, in seven games, he has over, he has 1,078 total yards from scrimmage and 10 total touchdowns. Um, he's been dominant in both the running and passing game. Um, you know, last year with Carolina, they, they started the season off six and two, and then, the, then they had a, um, 52. They lost the game 52 to 21 to Pittsburgh, and that started a seven-game losing streak for them. Um, now Carolina, they started off the year pretty good. Last week they lost 51 to 13 to the to the Niners. So you know they're hoping history doesn't repeat itself and they go on a major losing streak. Um, and against Tennessee, 
you know, last week for them, they allowed 23 points to the Bucks. That was the first time all year where they allowed over 20 points to any team. And just for what it's worth, Tennessee is also on a six-game winning streak against NFC teams. Um, but, yeah, with this game, it's going to, like I said, it's going to be about the running backs. And really, when you look at those two, it's clear who the top running back is in this game. No, no doubt about it. Christian McCaffrey's a beast. He, I think he's going to have another big game. I think uh, I think uh, it's going to be two weeks in a row where Tennessee lets up over 20 points. And um, and I, I think uh, I do think Tennessee's offense is they'll move the ball somewhat, but they're not. They're going to have um, some trouble overall. I think Carolina's defense is going to play well too. So Carolina ends up winning this game, and I'm putting the final score at I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say 34-23. Like I say it's this game will be about the run. Two of the better running backs in the league, obviously Christian McCaffrey, who leads the league in rushing, Derrick Henry, who's fifth in the league in rushing right now. Obviously, these are two two backs that may have to carry their offenses. But like I said, this game is in Carolina. They learned that Cam Newton may not return this season. This may be Kyle Allen's team moving to to the end of the for the rest of the year. And obviously Cam Newton's future pretty much now is is up in the air if he's if he has played his last game as a Carolina Panther. But that's a different story for a different day. I mean this matchup today, like I said Two deep, de- two stout defenses, or at least one of them might be. Both of them did not play like they were, like they've been all year. Last week, Carolina gave up fifty points in, in, in the Bay Area, and Tennessee got real lucky. They, they should have lost that game to Tampa Bay, but the referees once again, like many times, goofed up again. A turnover that was a score that should have been for Tampa Bay, and Tennessee probably would have lost that game last week. Uh, this matchup, it's good, like I said. At the end of the day, I think that Carolina's the better team. At least, you know, they're at home. I don't think Tennessee is, is going to be able to do much. I don't trust Tannehill. So, I have the the Panthers winning and the final score 24-20. to 20. All right, we're going to go to Seattle next. Like I said, this was very close to being a unanimous pick, but, you know, Tampa Bay, like I said, even though they're not really that good, it should be a more competitive game than than, than I thought it would be in their mindset. But they decided that this should be a decent game. Tampa Bay should have a chance. I mean, we'll see what happens, but like I said, Seattle's two losses have been at home, so it's not like they're invincible to this matchup. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, so Tampa, um, they're coming in this game on a three-game losing streak. Um, last week they got kind of they got not kind of they got screwed over by the refs. Really, they um, they had that fumble recovery that they returned for a touchdown at, towards the end of the game would have given them the lead but it got called back because the ref blew the play dead. Um, so really, they they, could, they, had a, they really should have won that game against Tennessee. But um, 
when you look at their the Tampa schedule this year, it's um, it's 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 they, they they also got screwed over by the NFL in general. Um, they haven't played a game in Tampa since week three. The, again, they're on the road again this week. Um, so you know they got screwed over with that London game and just the way they the NFL put their schedule together. Um, one thing to note for the the, the Bucks kind of plays in their favor somewhat is that Bruce Arians is actually 4-1 in Seattle as a head coach. So he's actually had a lot of success going up in the, up there, and um, and he's, he pulled out some wins. And Seattle as a team, you know, they've, they've had a lot of um, – there's been a lot of – a lot of uh, things said about how great they are at home and how tough it is to play in Seattle and everything. But this year, Seattle's just two and two at home. So, you know, it's not the same as it was back in the, you know, the Legion of Boom days and all that shit. Meanwhile, at the same time, Seattle, they're, ha- they're, all- they're having a great year so far. Six wins already. But of those six wins, they've only played one. They've only won one game against a team with a winning record. So they've had a they've had an easy schedule the first half of the year. Um, five of their six wins have come by one score. So they've been beating losing they've been beating some bad teams and barely beating them. Um, and they also have a tough road after this. So this is going to be a big game for them. Six of their final seven games are against teams with a 500 or better record. So yeah, they're good. this is going to be a this is going to be a big game for them. They 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 got they had to get out to fast start. They have, but they with the way. The Niners keep winning, and some of these other teams are playing for the wild card. You know they got to keep winning their games. And last week, Seattle also allowed 460 yards passing, passing to Matt Schaub, yeah. which is an embarrassment. So you know their defense isn't that good. And I, I know you said you're looking at this game as a potential um, unanimous choice, but you know I think it's going to be a tight game, man. And to be honest with you. I'm uh I'm picking the upset here. I'm going with the Bucks. I think they're gonna they're gonna go into Seattle and somehow that that offense is gonna get on track. Um, I think Winston has a big game and he actually doesn't turn the ball over four times this week. And the Bucks are gonna end up pulling this one out. Big game for Mike Evans coming up today. So final score: Tampa Bay thirty-seven twenty or thirty-seven thirty. Mm. Yeah, Bruce Arians when he was with Arizona had a lot of success in in uh, in the Great Northwest. I think he won there twi- twice in his five matchups. Obviously, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Like you said, Seattle. Like I said before the season, I didn't like the roster, and I feel like you know Russell Wilson has to carry this team if they have any any chance of making the postseason. They've obviously have played very well. He's played exceptional, exceptionally well, and obviously, you know. But still, there's a it does it does kind of cover their weaknesses. That was exposed against the Ravens and the Saints when they when they beat them in their house, and obviously the Falcons. You know they were dominating them, and then somehow late in the game it turned into a game. So. That defense is a is very much a question mark now. I don't think Seattle's defense is as good as the numbers say they are, and you're you're absolutely right. The Tampa Bay Bucks offense will be tough, 
They're going to be tough today. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. It could be a shootout. And, you know, you know, Jameis Winston obviously is not playing at his best, but he's got talent enough to make, you know, he's got good numbers, so he can still make some plays and everything else. But at the end of the day, like I said, this is, this is going to come down to the last few possessions in the fourth quarter. But, like I said, I feel like the Seattle, you know, Russell Wilson has been carrying them, and he will carry them to another victory. I, have, I mean, Seattle obviously has to keep up with the 49ers. A big matchup next week with them. Also, the Rams are still behind them in the rearview mirror, and they're not going away either. So, NFC West is going to, it's going to be a battle. If somebody can knock off San Francisco, obviously, it, it's a division that's going to go down to the final week. So, Seattle will win. It will be a battle. But I have Seattle winning in the final score, 31-27. to All right, we'll stay in the West. Big matchup for both these teams' playoff hopes to stay in the wild card races. Detroit coming off a big win against the Giants in a game that should have been more more of a blowout than been being close. And the Raiders coming home for the first time in nearly two months. Uh, played Texans tough, but not good enough. So go ahead with this matchup. Yeah, well, like like I said, um, just for, uh, the last one, Tampa is a team that got screwed with their schedule in, with, in terms of playing on the road so many weeks in a row. And Oakland is another is the other one that got screwed. Like you said, they they haven't played a home game. Or technically, they have played a home game in London, but they haven't played a game in Oakland since week two. Um, so you know that crowd's going to be pumped up today. They haven't actually got to see their team live in a long time. Um, the 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 Raiders breakout player of the year this year so far has been Tyrell Williams. He's um, he's played five games. He missed a couple games with injuries, but he's played five games. He's got a touchdown pass in each game. He's having a big breakout year. Josh Jacobs, he's he'd be rookie of the year. It's not for all the hype that um, Kyler Murray's been getting, but Jacobs is having a big year, a good year too. Um, Detroit, on the other side, their team that likes to spread the ball around on offense. They have seven players that have reached 100 or seven. They've had seven games where a player has reached 100 yards receiving, and out of their seven, there's been four different players. They got um, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, and um, um, T.J. Hawkinson. So, you know, they're going to try to spread the ball around against a bad Oakland defense. They're going to put up a lot of points. But I see I see Oakland coming into this game. They're going to be fired up, and I think their offense is also going to be scoring a lot. So I, I, I see a shootout here. It's going to be it's going to come down to a, a late drive. And um, I look at this one, and I think uh, Tyrell Williams makes another big play, a big play late in the game, scores another touchdown. So I'm going with Oakland here. So final score, I got Oakland winning. I'm going to say 36-34. Like I said, these are two teams with a lot on the line here, trying to stay in the playoff mix, you know, trying to stay alive. Like I said, the Raiders, they played very well this this year, despite being 
three and four. They played, you know, they played Aaron Rodgers tough for a, for a half, and then they made, and then Derek Carr made the mistake that screwed them over. Even though, even though you know, he had a career day. Even though Aaron Rodgers had a career day, and then last week, you know, playing Houston, who's going to destroy, who's destroying the Jacksonville Jaguars today. Obviously, you know, they played them very tough. Like I said, Raiders are almost like the Eagles a little bit. They they play they're going to be in the mix, but they have to win. They have to find ways to win if they're going to stay in the hunt. Detroit's kind of similar too, you know. They're coming off a big win last week, but this is going to be an intro. This like I said, this is going to be tough. It's going to be a tough battle for both teams. Both teams need this victory. I think that. You know, Stafford's going to have a big game, but I think he's going to have some turnovers. And I think Derek Carr will, too. I think it's going to be kind of a sloppy game. But I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the home team here. I think, you know, the Raiders haven't been home since week two. You know, obviously, it's you know, like I said, the schedule has been ridiculous. And we thought the Eagles playing three straight road games was 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 ridiculous. This you're, you're absolutely right. Tampa Bay and Oakland have it even worse. They haven't been home at all, basically. So, they both had to play London games on top of it. So, I'm going to go with the Raiders here with the final score, 29-26. to 26. All right, we're going to go to a, to a matchup that's got a lot of implications, probably for both teams, Pittsburgh. Somehow finds himself ahead of the Cleveland Browns in their in the NFC North. I mean AFC North, my bad. AFC North and and like I said, Indianapolis doing really really well. A, a sleeper team in the in the AFC right now. If the season ended right now, they would they would be they would be hosting a divisional playoff game with a boy wild card weekend all together. Big matchup. In the Seal City, go ahead. Yeah, well, um, like you said, Indianapolis has been playing really good. Um, they're going to continue that this one. I don't see Pittsburgh really doing much today. Um, James Conner is probably going to be out. I didn't see the final word, but I'm sure he's. he's, he's yeah, he's out. He's out. I got word he's not going to play today. Yeah, so they're missing basically their their. Best offensive player for the most part. Look for, um, you know, um, Mason Rudolph. He's, he's a decent player, but he's, not, he's, he's no good. He's not going to, he's not carrying this team, and especially against a good team like the Colts. And look for Jacoby Brissett. He's, again, he's not going to have a huge game, but he's going to do enough, and um, the Colts are going to win this one. Shouldn't it? Probably isn't going to be a. It's not going to be a blowout, but it's not going to be a close game either. So, yeah, I got I got Indianapolis with a final score of um, twenty-seven sixteen. Like I said, Indianapolis coming off a very tough victory against the Broncos, a game that they had no business winning. They found a way to win, and they've been really, really tough to deal with this year. Obviously, in a tough division, the AFC South, obviously they have to keep going and going. You know, Houston's going to win today, so that puts the pressure still on them, even though they beat Houston a couple of weeks ago. It's still a, it's still a big matchup. 
I mean, they're still they still going to beat in Houston later in the year. That could have severe serious playoff meeting. But like I said, like I said, they they are playing really really good, and you know, like I said, Jacoby Brissett is doing a very good job. He's doing a very exceptional job in Andrew Luck's place. You know, in quarterback rating, he's in the top ten. In passer rating, he's eleventh. So he's doing what he has to do. I mean, it's very, it's, you know, he's doing what he has to do. You know, even though he's not going to win the MVP, he has, he's got MVP, like, like he's got an MVP kind of flow with him. So, yeah, but this is going to be tough for Pittsburgh. I mean, Mason Rudolph is a decent quarterback, but he's not Roethlisberger. He's not anywhere close to Roethlisberger. You know, this is going to be a tough matchup for him, you know, and I think that, if you look at if you look at it's gonna you know, I agree with you, it's gonna be tough. I mean, they, they may play tough for a while for half, but Indianapolis is the better team here, and I'm gonna go with them and the final score three to twenty. All right, we're gonna go to uh Kansas City next. Obviously they're coming off of a they're coming off a tough loss on a Sunday night to Green Bay. And the Vikings are going to try to do something they haven't done yet this season. Even though they got six victories and are in the wild card, they're going to do something. They're going to try to do something they have not done yet this year: beat a team with a winning record. So go ahead. Yeah, well, um, you know, Kirk Cousins is a guy that usually doesn't play well against good teams, but unfortunately for the Chiefs, Mahomes is out, so that makes them. And not not a very good team overall. I mean, they played they played tough last week, but their defense is bad. Um, Matt Moore isn't going to carry this team, especially against a really tough Minnesota defense. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have a tough time. Um, and Minnesota gets Adam Thielen back today, who missed last week with a hamstring injury. So, you know, Minnesota's going to put up points, and KC's going to have trouble. You know, I mentioned earlier that Seattle, their home field advantage lately hasn't been what it used to be in the back in the day. KC is a team that with a long history of being a place that's extremely tough to play at Arrowhead. But um, in Arrowhead this year, KC is 0-3. And um, after today, they're going to be 0-4. Minnesota wins this one, and it's it's going to be a pretty easy win for Minnesota. So, Vikings final score 33-17. That's hard to believe. Kansas City could be a contending team, but they don't have a home win this year? Yeah. That is weird. That is just, that don't make any sense at all. I mean, they're going to they have they they, some tough teams at home. Yeah, they do have a tough they played yeah, they played Indianapolis, Houston, Green Bay, now Minnesota, all playoff contending teams, all of them. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a tough home schedule. That's tough. It's going to get easier, though. Obviously, it's going to get easier, though. But And the good news is Mahomes is most likely will be back for next week's matchup. But, yeah, today, yeah, but today, yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, the Vikings, you know, like I said, which Viking team are we going to show? Are they going to show a team that actually 
could go somewhere? Or are they going to play less to their lesser to the competition? Obviously, Kirk Cousins is putting up great numbers here over the last several weeks. Like you said, I'm feeling returns to the lineup. But Stephon Diggs has obviously played well. I think this is going to be a tight end game for them. And Kyle Rudolph, uh, he's going to have a big game. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I say, don't don't underestimate the, the Chiefs. You know, they played Green Bay very tough last week. After going down 14 nothing. they came storming back and made it very interesting. So if Kirk Cousins, like I say, yeah, the Chiefs defense isn't anybody to be afraid of, but if Kirk Cousins becomes bad Kirk Cousins and he gets and he has two interceptions, not one but two interceptions, which is very possible because he's capable of doing that, this is a different football game. Even though it's even though it's a mild upset, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs at home. They have to win one of these games. They're they're not that horrible. So and Andy Reid knows he he knows himself. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here in a, in a surprise in a surprise, and in the final score twenty seven to twenty four. Because you know even though Matt Moore is no elite quarterback, he's never going to be. He knows he knows he's he's just keeping the keeping the seat warm for Mahomes to return next week. It's not like he's. He's been he's been coached very well, so it's not like he's played like a terrible quarterback. So, I I, I give the Chiefs a chance. I'm gonna give the Chiefs a chance here today because I got a lot of love for Big Red. All right, well, it's a late matchup here. Obviously, you know it's been it's been tough. The Chargers got got a gimme victory, got a lucky break when the Bears goofed up there at the end on that last drive and. They saw bad Mitch Trubisky, but can they make it two in a row against one of the highest teams in the league right now? And Aaron Rod and A. Rodgers and the and the Packers playing in in that soccer stadium today. Well, yeah, the the Chargers are a team that's been a major disappointment this year. They are um, they're just not what we what we thought they were. They would be. We thought we thought they would be a Super Bowl contender, and right now they're one of the worst teams in the in the AFC. Um, Melvin Gordon is averaging 2.6 yards per carry since he came back from his holdout. Um, he has just one one rush in which he um, ran for over 10 yards. So you know he's doing pretty much nothing. They'd almost be better off just make just making uh, Austin Eckler their their main guy, but um, Green Bay has Devontae Adams coming back today, most likely, which is going to be big, you know. Um, Report, reports he's a game-time decision, but we'll see. Yeah, they're saying that he's expected to play, though. I've been watching that, because I have him on my fantasy team. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is, uh, even without Devontae Adams, he's having a big year. He's second in the league in passing yards. Um, he had a he had a great game last week against KC. Rivers, even though the, the record sucks, Rivers though he's, he's third in the league in passing yards. So you know we're looking at two top three quarterbacks in terms of yards anyway. Um, so yeah, I look at this game though. Green Bay's biggest uh, got a, one of Green Bay's biggest strengths is their pass defense. It's been really good this year. And again, Rivers.
Rodgers is third in the league, but I think he's going to have a tough time throwing the ball today. I think Green Bay is going to get a lot of pressure on him. And, um, and again, Melvin Gordon has done nothing since coming back. I think he'll have a somewhat decent game this week, but they would need him to have a big game to win this, and he's just not going to. I see another big one out of Aaron Rodgers, and Green Bay should win this one. Final score... I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say Green Bay wins 32-23. Well, unfortunately, Chargers fans are not gonna like what I'm about to say. If anybody, you know, was listening, the Chargers fan base today will represent only 30% of that stadium out of 100%. So there'll be it's 70-30 Packers fans. And like I said, it's like a it's like a West Coast home game for for a lot of these teams, and you know the Chargers at home have been pretty putrid too. You know, like I said, the last time they played at home, they they lost to a fourth string quarterback for the Steelers on a Sunday night. You know, people ask which one which was the most embarrassing loss, even though the Eagles got destroyed by by Dallas on 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 Sunday night. I think that was more embarrassing because the Chargers were at home to a fourth-string quarterback and couldn't beat him. And they outplayed outplayed Phillip Rivers. That's embarrassing. And today you got got Aaron Rodgers who's rolling and this Packer team that's pretty much a team that's going to you know that's going to be tough to deal with. They're going to be a tough out this year. You know, this is not going to be good for the for for the Chargers. I don't like I just don't like where they're they're at. I mean, I know Phillip Rivers is going to throw the ball, but I hate to tell you this, man. Phil Rivers in his career is the is the most underachieved. Big he he could be one of the most underachieving quarterbacks to ever enter the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he might be as one of the bigger underachievers because he's had teams that should have won championships, at least two of them. And last year he had a great road record, and they get destroyed by New England. That wasn't even that great a Patriot team. Even though they won the Super Bowl, that wasn't one of Brady and Belichick's better teams. One of their weaker Super Bowl. That might be their weakest Super Bowl winning team. And I can even think about three or four Patriot teams that didn't win the Super Bowl that were better than the one that won last year. So, to me, it's going to be a, it's going to be a track beat, and I don't like the Chargers' chances. I think Packers, I don't think blow them out, but this is not going to be a close game. Packers win easily, and the final score, 38-24. to 24. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, I mean, right now, I would say Rivers doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, he's put up some numbers, but he comes up small in the playoffs, and I would, I would make, I, I would make the case that if that between him and Donovan, Donovan McNabb, McNabb should be in the Hall of Fame over him. Yeah, but unfortunately, McDab's not going to have the numbers. Even though McDab should get consideration, hopefully that the, they'll give him. There's not many quarterbacks he has to fight off, but to me, I would put McDab in before Rivers just because he had more success to get to the to to the Super Bowl. At least he got to play in the Super Bowl. What has Rivers done? Yeah. Plus, Rivers was on on a lot of bad teams anyway. On teams that would finish four and twelve and all that. Like I said. I mean, he, he he's a great quarterback, but he's done he's done little. He's done very little in his career. He's done he's done little with more, 
and I feel like that should that is a shame, but it's but it's kind of his fault because if you're a great quarterback, if you're a great quarterback, you need to upload elevate your team. That's something Carson Wentz has to think about if the Eagles don't if the Eagles can't win a Super Bowl with him. So yeah, all right, we're gonna go to the Monday night matchup, and obviously, speaking of for Eagles fans, obviously this is a big matchup for them if they can pull off the win. We obviously will get to that to the Bears game here in a moment, but obviously, Dallas coming off of a bye. A big victory, a much-needed victory for them on a Sunday night two weeks ago. They played the Giants, who they've had their number. They haven't lost to the Giants since 2016. And on a Monday night, you know, Matt Jones, they faced Matt Jones for the first time. So, I mean, Daniel Jones, not Matt Jones. Daniel Jones. Get these names wrong. What the fuck? All right, go ahead with that matchup. Okay, yeah, man. I know we're starting to get short on time, so I'm not wasting. I'm not wasting much time on this garbage. Like you said, the Cowboys haven't lost to the Giants since 2016. That streak's going to continue. Dallas wins easy. Final score of um, I'm going to say 36 to 20. Like I said, I as much as I hope and pray that this that the Giants can pull this off, they're just not that talented. I mean, Daniel Jones will throw for a couple of – he'll throw at least two touchdowns and maybe Saquon will run for another. But Dallas is way too talented. They're, they're way too talented for, for the Giants. It'll be a tight game, but I think Dallas will, will keep the lead. But obviously, after this game, their schedule gets much tougher, much, much tougher. So Dallas will stay in the NFC East lead with this victory and the final score – 33 to 21. All right. Now, the nervous. Now I get nervous because now's my two teams next. Baltimore, like I said, now New England schedule, we now see which, which, Patri- what, how, what the true Patriot team really is, what Brady and Belichick really are. Playing a, a Baltimore team that's tough offensively with maybe a quarterback that, you know, Gonna be tough, you know. Gonna be tough. In fact, of the of the five quarterbacks that were taken in the first round of the draft, the Patriots have played every one of them this year. How about this? One touchdown to nine interceptions. Will Lamar Jackson change that? Go ahead. Well, um, you know, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, but the biggest story of this game is going to be. New England's defense versus Baltimore's offense. Um, New England's defense has been dominant this year. They're they're, they're number one in the league in points allowed per game at 7.6. Second in the league in in total yards allowed. Second in the league in passing yards allowed. Fourth in rush yards allowed. And um, they have an NFL best 27 turnovers from their defense. So they've just dominated teams. Obviously, they've played a lot of bad teams, but nonetheless, um, on the other side, Lamar Jackson has been has been putting up huge numbers this year. He's the first quarterback to ever ever to pass for um, sixteen over sixteen hundred yards and run for over five hundred in his first seven games of the season. So he's he's putting up some big numbers this year, and um, Jim Harbaugh. Under as a head coach of the Ravens, <laughs> you said Jim coming out of his 
Oh, I say Jim and John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said coach of the Ravens. He's 9-2 and two after the bye week. So, you know, that gives the – obviously having two weeks to prepare gives the Ravens a bit of an advantage. But the other thing to look for is, like I said, Brady, he's having another good year. He's, uh, he's on pace to throw for, for over 4,500 yards. And um, and he got even he got even more weapons over over the last week or so. Um, they just tra- they traded for um, Muhammad Sanu, and it looks like they're about to activate or they ha- did already activate um, uh, and Keel Harry, their first round draft pick at wide receiver. So just more weapons for Tom Brady to throw to. But in this one, I think. Uh, I think mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a real tight game, but I think Belichick is he's, he's such a good game plan. He's such a, he's a good such a good defensive game planner. He's gonna he's gonna do everything he can to take Lamar Jackson out of this game and make Baltimore win another way. And he's gonna have a lot of success doing that. And then on the other side, I think the Patriots, you know, they're not going to put up forty, but. They're going to have a decent game on offense, too. So, unfortunately for you, I'm, I'm going with New England here. They move this. Um, they get another win. So, New England wins with a final score of, I'm going to, I'm going to go with 27-21. Well, this matchup, like I said, this is the first real test for New England. How good are they against a contending team? A team that they may see again in January. And Baltimore, obviously, they're, they're in control of their division. They're in control of their destiny right now. And obviously, Lamar ja- Jackson's having an exceptional year. He's going to be, he's going to be a, a pro bowler. He obviously could be an all-pro when the season's over. He is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks that this league has seen since Michael Vick. And he's probably even better than Michael Vick at this point because even Vick, he's doing things that Michael Vick didn't even do when he was like that at 21, 22 years old. But to me, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, this defense, like I said, New England's defense is legend, has legendary, you know, in the merger. If they keep this up, they will have they will set a record for the least amount of points allowed since the merger. At over, at under eight points a game, but that's not going to be but that's not going to be the case today or tonight. I think that I think that Lamar's going to have some moments, and you know even though the defense is tough, I think this is going to be it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be a low scoring fought fought battle because Baltimore's defense don't sleep on them either because Brady has played pedestrian at times. And, you know, if you look at last week, after the first quarter, the Browns actually outscored New England. So that tells you that it's going to get, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Ravens are going to run the ball, and they're going to run, and they're going to run. You know, you know, it's going to be tough. I don't think that Lamar's going to have that kind of success, but I think he's going to at least rush for sixty yards himself, and. Mark Ingram will rush for 40, and somebody else will run. And then, you know, I'm going to go with the the upset special here. I think that Baltimore, they're going to find a way. 
It's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle. I think New England gets up front first, but being at home with the crowd noise and everything else, the Ravens will find a way. I say they win, and the final score twenty to seventeen. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with my with my heart, man. Head says Patriots, but heart says Ravens. I'm going to go with my heart here because it's at home. And I like and I, I something something tells me, you know, because this place hasn't been kind to Brady and Belichick over the years either. You know, Baltimore hasn't been kind to them over the years. So, you know, <laughs> all right, one more game to look at. Luckily, the buys neck is coming up. They need this break, but they're going to. But obviously, they're home. They're home for the entire month after being away for a month. I said the Bears coming off a tough loss. Trubisky played like crap, and today could be a it could be a it could be another tough 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 sledding for the for the Bears if Trubisky doesn't make a play. So go ahead, Eagles has a you know looking for their second straight victory. Go ahead. Well, um, I was looking over the inactive report for the Eagles. And unlike last week, there's not a, not as not so many big name players on that report. Um, Jason Peters and uh, Nigel Bradham are the only only uh, real key players that are inactive today. Sidney Jones is a healthy scratch, which shows you how far he's fallen. Um, but the good news: Deshaun's back. Avante Maddox is back. Hopefully, he plays better than he did the first, when he was healthy at the beginning of the year because he was horrible. But um, and even mo- most, even more important than Maddox is Timmy Jernigan's back. He That's a really big help. That's a big help. Just a tackle next to Fletcher Cox. That's going to be a big help today. Yeah, but with all with all these players coming back, I'm, I'm I got to tell you, man, I'm a bit worried about this game. Um, Chicago. Still has an elite defense, even though Trubisky sucks. Um, Montgomery last week he ran for 135 yards. So Chicago's been a team that they haven't been able to run the ball all year. They finally got it going last week, and you know they lost on a missed field goal. Just say well, like they lost to the Eagles in the playoffs on a missed field goal. But that worries me because. That play after that playoff game. This is the first time these two teams have met. This is a definite revenge game for the Bears, and they're and on top of that, sitting at three and four, they're sort of in a position that the Eagles were in last week, where they're desperate for a win and they need a win. So, you know, you you know you're going to get their best today, and that worries me with this game um, with Deshaun back. That, that should help the offense. Hopefully they can hit him deep a couple times. But I don't know, man. I'm, I, think, uh, I think the revenge factor and I think the desperation factor for the Bears is, is going to be too much for the Eagles to overcome today. I think it's going to be a tough game. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm picking the Bears to win this one. With, and hopefully I'm wrong. But, yeah, I got the Bears. And I'm going to put the final score at... Um, it, I'm going to put it at 17-16, Bears. What's the score? 17-16. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't see that coming. Well, the good news is Deshaun is back. We'll see if he's, 100%, if he's at least 
70%. But having Avante Maddox and Jernigan back on the defense is a big, big help, especially for Tim Jernigan. Because you know, if Jernigan is healthy and he can get a rush all with the help of with Graham, that makes Fletcher Cox's job better. That makes the secondary job better. Like I said, Mr. Trubisky is a terrible quarterback. I'm sorry. He just... A better quarterback should have easily beaten the Chargers last week. He couldn't make a play for his life. And how about this? The, the most yards that the offense has bust out that he's thrown is 39 yards. They're the only team in the NFL without a 40-yard play. By you know, That's pretty bad. When you think about the Bengals and the Dolphins and the Jets doing that, the Bears are the only team that has yet to do that. Like I said, I do, I do have a concerns. Andre Dillard's playing the. Andre Diller is playing um, against Khalil Mack, so I do expect a lot of pressures up front, and I do think that I could see the the Bears getting a couple sacks on Wentz. I also do think of a potential turnover, but if Trubisky cannot get himself out of the way. The Eagles defense is gonna make him pay. They're gonna make him pl- They're gonna make him pay. And yes, this is not gonna be a runaway. This is not gonna be a blowout or anything. But I have to respectfully disagree with you. We're going against each other on an Eagles pick. That's shocking. But I have the Eagles winning this game. I do. I think at the end, the Eagles are just better. They'll find a way to get the home crowd, and they're going to run the ball like they always do, down their throats. The Eagles find a way to hold off. I have the Eagles winning, and the final score, 24-17. to I can't believe you're going against the Eagles today. Wow. Like I said, man, this game worries me. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not 